1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 19th, 2021. My name is Philip and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip r underscore OMB here on a new edition of Locked On Magic. On today's episode of Locked On Magic. Yes, I'm going to talk about the P-word playoffs. Get your mind out of the gutter. We'll talk about what the Magic need to do and why the next two and a half weeks are probably the most important stretch of the season. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. Plus, with the Magic finally, maybe possibly, kind of healthy, some big rotation decisions in are coming up in uh, in uh, on the horizon. And, of course, the Magic taking on the Golden State Warriors tonight at the Amway Center. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The search and gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming to Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Golden State Warriors? Check out Locked On Warriors. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. A lot of Magic fans right now don't want to talk about the, the elephant in the room, the elephant in the standings, I suppose. Um, a lot of Magic fans have looked at this season and have, have understandably, honestly, I'm not going to say they're wrong here, understandably said uh, this team has gone as far as they can go. Even if the Magic were to make the playoffs or even to play in tournament, they're, they're not getting out of the first round. and They're not advancing further. In any ways, the players the Magic really care about are on the shelf injured. So any benefit that the Magic might accrue from making the postseason, from making the playoffs, um, is not able to experience it. Um, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, they need playoff reps. They need playoff experience. Isaac's obviously got the one year in the playoffs. Markel Fultz, been with the Sixers, he's been on playoff teams, but you know has re- never really been through a real playoff chase, a real playoff series. And um, again, the bubble's weird, and Fultz was... You know, definitely still getting his conditioning back wasn't at full strength for that for that experience. Um, yeah, sure, Aaron Gordon getting another playoff run might help. But, you know, at this point, we know what this team is. I hear all of those arguments, and I agree with them. Um, it, looking at the bigger picture, we're coming up here on the mid, midpoint of the season and the trade deadline. Looking at the bigger picture, for sure, the Magic have to start transitioning this roster. Um, if we're going to look at the, the, the macro scope of the season, the Magic do have to start transitioning the roster, have to start building a roster that caters to the players they want to build around. Is that Nikola Vucevic in the long term? Probably not. He's 30 years old. You know, I think I think he will get better. I think he's going to continue to play at this level for a few more years, but certainly not a, a foundational building block. And while I've argued that I think he's important for the next couple seasons just to give the team some stability while other players kind of step up to the plate— um, I don't see Nikola Vucevic making it past uh, his next uh, his next contract or uh, ne- past the end of this current contract. Um, you have, let's say, uh, you have obviously Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz are the two players the Magic are most heavily invested in for their future. And so I agree 100% that the Magic's goals in the offseason at the trade deadline, whenever they're looking at acquiring new players, has to be at putting those players in a position to reach their potential, in the position to take their next steps, to be the best versions of themselves. Um, and, and obviously, that's hard right now. Last season felt the same way with with Jonathan Isaac's injury. This year feels the same way. It's a bit of a lost season. Um, the Magic's development, the Magic's progress, is arrested because of these absences. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Um, I think that... A high draft pick would go a long way to fixing a lot of the questions this team um, has. And, and as several people have noted, yes, you know, Jonathan Isaac, you know, it, it was a risk to give Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz the contracts that, that Jeff Waltman gave them. Uh, I, I've, I, I, I think a lot of Magic fans were hoping the Magic would make a player risk, would make a trade risk. The Magic took a huge gamble in putting their future in Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz's hands, or more specifically at this point, on their knees, uh, or on their shoulders, um, in, in that case. The Magic's future will only go as far as those two players will take them. That's the bottom line. Um, and so yes, the season does feel a little bit like empty calories, a little bit empty, and, and, and I, I don't disagree with the notion that, yeah, getting a high draft pick in this draft um, is is would be a good thing. But, you don't have to manipulate things to get there. Um, and, if you want to be a, a franchise that attracts players to you, that, you know, builds... I'm trying to find the right words, the right way to describe this. Um, that, that has the reputation around the league as a winning franchise. As a team that players want to play for. The kind of team that, yeah, you gave Al Farouk and Minou a lot of money, and I'm not saying the signing was the right signing or good signing, but... Al Farouk Aminu chose the Orlando Magic. He was willing to take a reduced role. Yeah, yes, a lot more money, but a reduced role to play for the Orlando Magic. You go listen to Lockdown Blazers at you know during the season last season, um, and read stuff about what the Blazers from last season. They went from a Western Conference finalist to having to play in the play-in game to get into the playoffs as an eight seed. And a lot of that, a lot of Blazers fans will tell you a big reason why is they missed. Players like Al Farouk Aminu, players like even Maurice Harkless, guys who are strong defenders, who could who, who could just take some of that defensive load off of Damian Lillard, off of CJ McCollum, uh, and again, Portland has a lot of uh, had a lot of issues beyond that, but those players are important, and the fact that Magic were able to get a player of that kind of impact um, in free agency was a sign that the, the Magic's culture is healthy. A lot of people hate me for saying this, but yes, culture does, ma- and Jeff Waltman's probably among them, um, culture does matter. What you're about, what, what, what you believe in, is important. I'm not going to sit here and say the Magic are going to make the playoffs. Um, I, I, I don't believe that. Um, I think that this team has significant flaws that, that need correcting, um, flaws that we all understood existed. We understand that uh, Evan Fournier will become a, a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, and there's a big decision to make uh, at the trade deadline. Um, Bobby Marks of ESPN listed Evan Fournier as one of the top five trade assets uh, on the market this season, or this, this trade deadline, and I truly believe that. Um, if in, in a market that has a lot of buyers, a lot of teams that are probably hoping, thinking that they can sneak into the ch- into the finals or sneak a little bit further in the playoffs this year, teams that are willing to sell should be able to get something. I think there will be a robust trade market for Evan Fournier. Uh, a player of his caliber, you know, he is someone that can fit in really well with a lot of teams. I think there are a lot of teams that could use Evan Fournier. And the question of question for the magic is what do they want to get out of that deal? But one thing that Jeff Waltman has made clear, and one thing that certainly Steve Clifford has made clear, is this team is about winning. At the end of the day, you can't just turn winning on and off like a spigot. You can't just say, oh, well, this year we didn't have it. This year, you know, we faced too many injuries. The circumstances were too great. Winning's no longer important to us. You can't turn that off. You have to be about winning. You have to be about improving. You have to be about getting better as the season goes on, no matter where you're at in the standings. And I know that seems contradictory to my statement that, yes, a high draft pick would matter, but the bottom line, too, is this. A high draft pick is determined mostly by lottery. You don't know. You can't, you can't, I I tell tell this to people all the time, playing the lottery isn't a a sound financial plan. I mean, if you win it, great, take it. But that's not a plan. And at the end of the day, the Magic at full health are better than a lot of teams in this league, as as they showed on Wednesday night when they even just had a modicum of health um, to, to play with. I said at the beginning of the season that we would know exactly what path this year would take at the trade deadline, or at the All-Star break um, in a couple weeks here. You know exactly where the team stood and exactly what direction they would head. Whether a playoff run was realistic, whether whether this team should be planning for its future, whether this team should begin a transition, what the team should do at the trade deadline essentially, because that's what's going to turn this whole season. And so, knowing that the Magic are about winning, knowing that the Magic are about trying to play better, trying to be the best version of themselves, regardless of what that means for the draft lottery, the next two and a half weeks are, frankly, the next two and a half weeks are the season. Again, the Magic, by almost every statistical measure that I've seen, have played, if not the easiest, then one of the easiest schedules in the league to this point. Um, According to Tankathon, I believe the Magic have the 14th easiest schedule, so their closing kick here is a little bit more difficult. They'll play some playoff teams um, and play some some very good teams at that with the Brooklyn Nets uh, among the teams that they will— the only road game that they will play in these final eight games before the the midpoint of the season. The Magic have missed opportunities. Um, Injuries have obviously kept them from getting there, but the Magic have missed a lot of opportunity to build a cushion. And I think I said— Um, when the schedule came out, if the Magic aren't in pole position, if the Magic aren't in eighth place or or in control of their own playoff destiny by the time they reach the midpoint of the season, then the Magic very seriously have to consider pulling the plug because the second half of the season is going to be extremely difficult. The Magic will still have two games against the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll still have a game at LA against the Clippers. They'll still have um, another game against the Brooklyn Nets. I believe they have two games against the Milwaukee Bucks. They'll have... Uh, two more games against the Philadelphia 76ers. They'll have two more games against the Miami Heat. Um, th- I mean, again, the East isn't super difficult, but the Magic have not faced the most difficult part of their schedule yet. And obviously, we're seeing how this team has had to handle uh, handle um, the, the the rush nature of the season, and it's been a struggle. Without doubt, it has been a struggle. And at some point... As I've I've described before, at some point, the Magic will reach the point of pain. And they'll have to assess their season and figure out what they plan to do at the trade deadline. And that's going to determine, you know, that, again, whether a team is trying to win or not, or whether a team really believes it's going to make the playoffs or not, or whether a team is quote-unquote tanking or not, that's a decision by management. The coaches are going to play the players that help them win. (laughs) They're, They're ultimately judged by wins. The players are ultimately judged by wins. And again, as I've said before, I think that player value, you know, how much you can get for certain players. I mean, if the Magic want to trade Aaron Gordon in the offseason and get the maximum value for him, they need to win. That's how you preserve value. Um, and I mean, I think most teams would understand, like, oh, the Magic made the playoffs with all the injuries that they face. You know, hundred. the Magic have by far the most games lost to injury this season um, of any team in the league. You know, the, the only reason they're probably afloat is because of the, the softer schedule that they played, but, you know, they've lost a lot of games. I think it's, what? Uh, I think they've lost, what was it? 16 of 21 games or something like that. The final two weeks of this first half of the season, then, are the season. I think the Magic do have to make decisions about which direction they're going to go uh, and what they're going to do at the trade deadline by the All-Star break. Um, I don't think they'll have time to shift. And, yes... The Magic were five and a half games back at the All-Star at the All-Star Break in 2019 uh, and made that push for the playoffs, but they also knew the schedule was gonna lighten up. Here it's the opposite. Here the Magic are chasing a playoff spot. They're only a game and a half out of the final playoff spot. It's not or out of the final play-in spot. It's not like it's impossible. But that decision has to be made very, very soon. And like you, or like many people, the front office may and may rightfully say, this is the time to hit a little bit of a reset. This is our opportunity to hit a reset. And yes, management will sacrifice a shot at the playoffs to better set up the team's future. And that's how they should think. I want management to think that way. I don't want them to be thinking, you know, this is our chance to get a, a high draft pick. Let's sell off pieces for nothing to make sure we get that. That's not worth it. Giving up the playoffs to better set up the future through a, through a trade, through, you know, through acquiring a young player for Evan Fournier, making a little bit of a gamble on that, absolutely worth it. And if that costs a team the playoffs, so be it. But the Magic shouldn't be doing anything more than trying to make the postseason. That's the player's goal. And if they want to do that, it's got to start this week. It's got to start in these these final eight games, now seven games, before the All-Star break. The Magic have that opportunity. Again, they're only a game and a half out of the final play-in spot. They, are, they have seven of their final eight games at home, including Wednesday's win over the New York Knicks. They have some tough opponents. Golden State's coming to town. Dallas is coming to town. Um, you know, they go to Brooklyn. They got Atlanta to close things out for, for the first half of the season. They've got a lot of work to do. No doubt about it. And the Stacks aren't looking in their favor whether the Magic can make the playoffs or not, whether it is a realistic goal, whether it is something that they should pursue. And again, I don't think management should try and push all in to make the playoffs this year. That's absolutely not what they should do. The management management should be thinking about the big, big picture with every move that they make. It's very clear this team needs a bit of a transition. Whether the Magic can make that run is going to be determined right here. We'll talk a little bit about one of the new wrinkles that the Magic face now that they have a, little, a few more healthy bodies uh, coming up here in just a moment. But it has been a wild and crazy week and a half for the Orlando Magic with all the injuries that they faced, with all the, all the difficulties that they've had, just keeping bodies healthy. But one player has stood out among the best, among the most. It's, you know, I feel like sometimes when we're watching these games, especially with this season, a lot of the joy is taken away from the game. When you're losing a lot, when you're struggling to play, it's hard to find positive. It's hard to stay upbeat. It's hard to look at the present with as much joy and hope as you do the future. And unfortunately, in the NBA, when you're playing at the bottom of the standings, to get to that brighter future takes a lot of pain. So in this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, I want to take a moment to, 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 to talk about a player that gives us a ton of joy. And that's why our ultra player of the week is Terrence Ross. 30 points, 5 for 6 shooting from beyond the arc, and Wednesday's win over the New York Knicks. The big dunk Sunday against the Phoenix Suns, a fantastic road trip where he seemed to break out of a weeks-long shooting spell. No one has gone through as much difficulty this season as Terrence Ross. Uh, the, The amount of lineup jumbling that's occurred has frankly taken Ross out of his game, has put Ross in lineups that he's not used to and put him Put the de- all the defense's eyes on him. And he's struggled to adjust. And his shooting percentages have plummeted. So to see Terrence Ross come back with a classic human torch game. A classic game that is necessary for the Magic to make their playoff run. Was very heartwarming to see. The Magic won that game on Wednesday. Largely because Terrence Ross caught fire. And when you're catching fire, it is only appropriate that you cool off just a little bit. just 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 a little bit. It's so remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So uh, grab so grab this Michelob Ultra for Terrence Ross. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And enjoy that whole game with a little bit of Michelob Ultra.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Mikowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in less than 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get podcasts. The Orlando Magic had 11 healthy players in Wednesday's win over the New York Knicks. 11. That's a lot. That's fun. That's good stuff. Um, and they played all 11 healthy players. It's like having all your toys and not knowing which one you want to play with. Uh, the Orlando Magic are slowly getting healthier. Um, obviously Cole Anthony's still out with the, with the cracked rib. He's going to be out until the All-Star break. Aaron Gordon's still out until the All-Star break. But the magic actually have reliable veteran players to use, question mark. Um, they have a full rotation right now. And for now and, and the magic are, are expecting some good news um, and when they get James Ennis back Friday. Um, the Magic are very hopeful that James Ennis will be ready to play Friday, but his return from his strained hamstring is certainly imminent, and so that'll give the Magic another starter-level uh, player, or at least for them, a starter-level player, that they can rely on. Ennis has had a really fantastic season uh, after he got over the injury earlier in the year. For now, Steve Clifford says he's going to play everyone. Um, he's going to go outside of his comfort zone, it feels like, and and play all his players. Um, you know, he played all 11 players. Mobamba even got some run in the second in the first and second quarter, um, playing about 11 minutes. Um, you know, Alfred Gominiu played his 11 minutes as he gets back from his injury after a 14-month layoff. Uh, you know, Chumo Kiki's playing. You know, obviously, uh, Jason Randall is playing off the bench as this backup point guard. Everyone is playing at the moment, um, and that's great. Um, you know, I think a lot of fans certainly they wanted to see Mobamba play and, and see him do well with his minutes and. I thought after a little bit of a rough first quarter, I thought his second his second half stint was very strong. Um, I thought that he played really really well. And again, you wanted to see him changing shots, you know, doing things that don't show up on a box score. I thought his screening, especially uh, in Wednesday's game, was very 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 good. Um, and he's always been a very good screener. And those are the things that are going to get him playing time. It's not about the it's not about stats. It's not about points. It's not about blocks. It's about rebounds. Um, you know, he did better at. I think he's still. I still think he gets moved around a little bit too much. I think his, his strength is still uh, still a problem, uh, and one of the reasons he's not playing. But um, I, I think he did a very. I think he's he's getting he's getting there, and I think the more he plays, the better he will be. And I, I think a lot of his issues are more rhythm based and more you know not having played a lot based than anything else. Um, but with Aminu coming back, with Okiki coming back, with Ennis back now, that's a lot of players to play. And as Steve Clifford says often, he does not like playing. More than nine guys. He thinks nine-man rotations are the way to go, are the best way uh, to make sure everyone gets enough time to make a contribution and make a a consistent impact on the game. At some point, all these players that are just now coming back from injury are going to be ready to play their full complement of minutes. And as I mentioned before, the Magic's goals, and Steve Clifford has stated this outright, the Magic's goals right now are to make the playoffs, are to get back into the playoff picture. And that's, that's how this team is going to compete. Um, that's how this team's going to approach things. And so eventually, yes, yes, the rotation will shift back down to nine and some players will get squeezed out. Now, I suspect that Gary Clark is the first one on the chopping block, that he's starting more out of familiarity and, and consistency than anything else. But... You know, Jumo Kiki has looked really, really good, um, and 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 they and I think he's played really, really well. I think that he is certainly in line as he gets more comfortable and more confident to play kind of that Gary Clark role, where he's just kind of the fifth starter um, to help spread the floor a little bit, defend a little bit um, in the starting lineup, but doesn't actually finish the game or play starter level minutes. Um, Alfred Farukumini was obviously a starter caliber player, um, and I think that he could easily fill into that role if he, you know when when he gets back into full rhythm and when he gets back into the swing of things too. Um, I think the magic, again, the point is the magic have options until Aaron Gordon gets back. And then when Aaron Gordon gets back, good luck trying to figure out those minutes. As Steve Clifford often says, sit down, try and figure out a rotation. Uh, try to figure out a rotation. Try to figure out a way to, to make a lineup where everyone gets, gets, significant, uh, gets uh, sufficient playing time. Um, it, 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 it's not easy. And obviously, the Magic have a specific plan. It certainly looked like they did on Wednesday, with Alfrico Minu sharing almost all of his minutes with Mo Bamba, um, and, and I think that was done intentionally, or it seemed like it was done intentionally. Um, it, the Magic have a lot, you know. You know, again, none of these weapons are game-changing necessarily. It's just they're just they're healthy bodies who can do certain things very, very well. Um, but the Magic obviously have to make decisions here. Um, you know, what's best for the franchise, what's best for their team, what's going to help them win, what's going to help them grow in the future. Steve Clifford says, my job is to develop everyone. And you can certainly argue whether he has done that successfully. And I think I think there's arguments for and against that. Um, you know, I think obviously some guys have fallen by the wayside and have not gotten the playing time that they need. Um, but, uh, but undoubtedly also players have gotten better. Ken Burch has gotten significantly better under Steve Clifford. Um, I think that... You know, we're already seeing the work that Jumo Kiki's done to get better. You know, Fultz has gotten better, Isaac's gotten better, you know, even Aaron Gordon, as much as some of the things he does may annoy some of us, has gotten better. Nikola Vucevic has gotten a lot better under Steve Clifford. So to say that he hasn't developed players, I think is is incorrect. Um, he certainly hasn't developed maybe some important players as quickly as we would like. Um, but I think that the magic are, I think that the magic are um, in a good spot. Um, as far as their player development and as far as how they're moving forward, but there's only 48 minutes in the game. You know, there's only so many minutes to distribute. I forget what the math is on how many actual minutes those are. Um, but but the Magic have to make choices, um, and some of them are going to be choices based on what they want to accomplish, who's playing best, and, and all that. Jazz. Um, the Magic have to make tough calls as to who plays and what their rotations are actually going to look like. And these are not easy to make. These are not simple decisions. Sure, the power forward decision seems simple, but with now al Kuminu and Chumo Okiki back at power forward, Ken Burch no longer has to play the four. And I think we all agree those lineups don't work, especially in a game like tonight's against Golden State. Those lineups don't work. With Nikola Vucevic and Kem Burch together, Kem Burch is going to play center, and that's going to squeeze minutes away from Mo Bamba, which I think we all agree should you know needs to play a little bit. You know, even ten minutes a game I think is 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 enough to kind of keep, keep reward him number one for the work that he's done, and number two keep him uh, you know keep him engaged in the game and, and and see what he can do. The other consideration, of course, is this. You know, I, I think Steve Clifford feels like he you know, at least from what I'm reading, wants to try and limit minutes for his starting players especially. Um, As much as he needs to rely on them, and sure, Nikola Vucic played 37 minutes in Wednesday's game. That can't keep happening. He knows that the schedule is really rough and that the Magic, you know, the Magic are now on a stretch of seven games in 15 days, I believe, or eight games in 15 days or something like that. Um, They don't have the ability to play these guys 35, 36, 37 minutes anymore. Um, I think that's one thing that has been mismanaged throughout the course of the season is starting players have played too much um, to get through the, the season. I think, you know, honestly, I think a lot of teams have underestimated how difficult the season was and how difficult the schedule has been. So expanding the rotation to me does make sense. I think Clifford, you know, and he said it, I've had to go to with a 10-man rotation this year because of those restrictions, because of, of that trouble. But again, Nikola Vucic still played 37 minutes with an 11-band rotation. As good as Vucic is, and he wasn't having a good game Wednesday, that cannot happen anymore. The Magic have to limit his minutes. And Clifford said he suspects that James Ennis' injury from last week came from overuse. There's a huge concern around the league, I think, about overuse. And, you know, Clifford, as much as bands want Nikola Vucic to be in the All-Star game, Clifford said, I would prefer that Vucic not make the All-Star team so that he can get the rest. And there's something to that, especially if the Magic need to make up ground for the playoffs ahead of a a very difficult second half of the season. There is obviously a lot at play here um, and and a lot of rotation decisions to be made. Uh, And and how Clifford makes those rotation decisions is going to determine a lot of things. Um, It's going to be partially guided by what the team's goals are. Right now, it is to win, to put the best team out there that they can. That may change down the road. It may change to development and giving players a chance to go out there and play and you know, maybe make some mistakes that can be corrected and see if they can correct those mistakes. That's all in play right now. And of course, it's a lot of decisions to make and we don't quite know how it will all play out. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's game coming up against the Golden State Warriors here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Remember, that's the promo code LOCKEDON for 50% on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's podcast is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. I don't want to spend too much time. I know I'm coming out here late, about noon on a Friday. I am planning a Saturday episode of Locked on Magic to recap the Magic's game against the Golden State Warriors. So you get plenty of Warriors content. I do recognize that coming out late, I do want to make this podcast last a little bit longer, have a little bit of staying power. So we'll talk very briefly about the Golden State Warriors. And here it is Stephen Curry. That's the Golden State Warriors. Okay, that's an oversimplification. But Stephen Curry having an incredible season, 30 points per game. Obviously, he hit the 10 three pointers against the Orlando Magic a week ago. Um, everything with Golden State starts and ends with him, um, you know, to be frank. And, and he struggled in the game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday, so expect him to bounce back a little bit here. Uh, the Warriors winning that game, I believe, in overtime against the Heat. Um, it's, it, it, you, have to, you have to recognize that he's going to get you a few times. Um, and so you just have to make him work, make it harder for him. Um, this Warriors team uh, reminds me a lot of the Tracy McGrady-era Magic teams. And they have some good players, you know. Andrew Wiggins and, and uh, Kelly Oubre are certainly capable of going off for big nights, uh, and and you have to be aware and cognizant of them, uh, and 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 limit them. You know, I think the Magic's biggest issue in that game Thursday was the 16-0 run was sparked by Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, the Magic, you know, again playing with eight players, so they were in the game, um, limited all those other players for the Warriors until the fourth quarter when Andrew Wiggins got things going, and that gave Curry the runway. To to take over and win the game, um, I I think that I think that the Magic obviously with a few more healthy bodies are in a better position to win this game than they were last week. And again, it's not to say the Warriors are a bad team or that the Magic will win this easily. I, I think that the Magic match up really well with Golden State. Um, James Wiseman is still out; he's expected back at some point during the road trip, but he is not he is out for Friday's game. Draymond Green is listed as questionable, and that takes away a huge weapon for the Warriors. Now, granted. They still beat the Heat without Draymond Green, but doing that again, doing it on the road, doing it after a long cross-country trip, doing it against a a team with a, you know, again, Bam Adebayo is very, very good, had a triple-double last night. I'm not saying that he is is bad or anything. Nikola Vucevic is a much more potent offensive weapon. Nikola Vucevic struggled in that game against the Warriors. If he had had a a normal Nikola Vucevic game, and and still had, I think, 20-some-odd points, but... Um, his efficiency was way down in that game. It wasn't because of his three-point shooting. It was because he struggled uncharacteristically in the post. Um, Vucevic has been unusually efficient in the post this year, at 0.91 points per points per possession uh, on post-ups this season. Uh, and that's incredible for someone who's at volume. I think only like there's only like two or three players to have more post-ups. There's, there's only, I think, four players that have more post-ups per game than him. And only three of those players are more efficient in the post than him. So Vucevic is, I think, one of maybe not the elite post up player, but one of the best post up players in the league. Um, he's been very, very good at that. When you're playing smaller defenders, they try tricks, they try tricks, they you know they try to double you a little bit harder. The Magic have to work through Vucevic tonight. Um, that is a clear advantage that the Magic have. Get him deep post position, and the Warriors don't have anyone that can stop him. That's it's rare that we say that the Magic have a clear matchup advantage like that. Um, Nikola Vucevic is the key to this game, in my opinion. He's got to have a big game, not just necessarily from scoring perspective, but from dishing it back out to the perimeter, from getting the ball moving, from being the fulcrum from which the offense turns. If that happens, the Magic win this game. Just plain and simple. The Magic win this game if that happens. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Orlando Magic actually playing much better since the road trip began, since the West Coast road trip last week. The Magic are third in the league in defensive rating, giving up 105.1 points per one every session. So the defense, as Steve Clifford noted, has started to make a turn for, for a little bit of the better. And guess what, everyone? The Magic have a positive net rating in the last five games. The Magic are playing better, as Steve Clifford pointed out. The offense certainly needs to be better, needs to pick up its pace a little bit too. And hopefully with more bodies back, the Magic will be able to do that. But the defense is starting to come around and that will give you a chance to win almost every single night. The Magic take on the Warriors at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. I'll be there, so follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily for complete coverage of that game. We'll talk a lot more about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, a special Saturday episode of Locked on Magic, as I took a weekend day off uh, in the middle of the week. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you're tune in him on Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philip MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked Magic. This is Phil Bross and Michael. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.